each other. He's a friend from work. <laughs> you had me at hello. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. Okay, this is how I went. All right? You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome to Final Take, a conversation podcast about movies and some of our favorite rom-coms. I am Ethan Simi. I am Austin Davis. Today on the show, we are giving our thoughts on the brand new Mortal Kombat trailer. Mm-hmm. How does that, how do, what's the, what's the slogan for Mortal Kombat? What do you mean? Like, what do they say? You know, when, like they, when they kill somebody? Fatality. Fatality. Come on. How, how do you not know this? <laughs> I could have done better than that anyway. Uh, Fatality. No, See, I, no, I ended. The ending was bad. Still better than me. Uh, and we're talking about some of our all-time favorite rom-coms because great transition. You go yeah. <laughs> go from bloody fighting to hey, let's talk about romance and love and laughter. Fatalities to romance rom-coms mm-hmm. because it's it's rom-com time of year. Uh, Valentine's was a uh, last week, I think. Fourteenth, uh, yeah. That yeah. So last week, but you know we're still talking rom-coms. Um, how are you doing, Austin? You are again wearing your cozy. It's called a comfy. Oh so God, it's called. I get, get it wrong again. Right. Uh, and we're back in person, by the way. Yep, we hey, are. Good to see you. We do not have to record <laughs> over uh, the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, power is back, and you know, snow yeah. is, is melting. Snow's so. melting. I lost power for like a day, like a little more than a day. Yeah. Uh, and and losing power is a really hard concept to explain to a two and a half year old. Yeah, because I like that. we wake up, you know, and, and like breakfast, and we watch some movies in the morning, and you know, we just kind of have our, our routine, and then we just—I mean, we read books all day, which was great, but like, you know, no movies. That's a hard. <laughs> that's a hard life right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, doing good. Um, you know, I I think I told you. I don't know if I mentioned it to the audience, but like I got a promotion yeah, at work. You a big know? promo. Yeah, so I start that in in March. Okay, yeah, so, so you didn't tell me when you were going to start. Yeah, That's start news to me. March 1st. Wow. Even though they're already, like, emailing me, like, hey, can you can you <laughs> work on this? So Official March 1st start date. Yeah. That's a good, I feel like that's a good start to the month. Yeah. Nice, clean March 1st. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to be living that salary life, so, you know, that's going to be an interesting life. I've never done that before where I get a good chunk of money, but then I'm also, like, yeah. on, cl- on call <laughs> at any point in time. You're on the clock, guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, work twenty four seven. Yep. Oof. Also, the gym's open. My like my gym opened back okay. up this week. Nice. And so I've been going, and I feel so weak. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the gym was supposed to make you feel stronger. Yeah. Well, you don't feel like totally jacked when you leave the gym. Or well, what? when I attempt to do like what I was doing three months ago, uh, now and I'm like, I can't do that. Sure. I can't do that anymore. That's like I try to do a pull up, and I was like, I can do two. <laughs> Before I could do 10. You know what? That's twice as many as I can do. So you're stronger than me. Uh, I am doing a six-week push-up program right now at home. Oh, yeah? Every other day. Yep. So three days a week. Mm-hmm. And you do like different sets and you gradually get to like the sixth week you're supposed to finish. You're supposed to be able to do 100 push-ups. Okay. Like in a, in a set, like in a row. Yeah. Um, I did 96 push-ups in just under 12 minutes a couple days ago. Okay. Um, like following the cadence that like the app showed me. I've only got about a week and a half left. Uh, I'm telling you, like, I finished that set. I felt like I could rip a phone book in half. I felt jacked. <laughs> so I'm not as strong as you, but still, the, I'm working on it. All the acid just going, yeah. coursing through your muscles. <sighs> yeah. And then I, you know, I flip on a rom-com right after that. It's a perfect situation. Um, what else have you done this week? What else have I done? You know, I've, I've watched WandaVision, which is no surprise to you. I'm not going to talk about it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm not going to talk about it. So I um, can't. But yeah, you know, honestly, uh, just 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 been working, uh, watching yeah. some movies. I went to outdoor dining for the first time since Ooh. the pandemic. Oh, um, where? Where to? I went to Bar Bar. We've talked. Okay. I feel like we've talked about Bar Bar before on the show. Maybe I don't. It's a local yeah. Yeah, local yeah. Portland hotspot. Um, and and so I, I met up with a friend that I used to work with. Um, and which friend? This is uh John McDonough. Oh, the John. legendary John McDonough. Yeah. He- so he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. So we met up, uh, you know, nice social distance. Um, we we're distance away from other tables. Very, very safe. I felt great, but it w- I, I was nervous because it was my first time going out since the pandemic began. Mm. Um, and and it was really nice. Yeah. Like it felt it, it just made life feel normal for like the ninety minutes that I was out. Um, 
and I'm you know I felt really safe, which was great. So mm. yeah, it was nice. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got to experience that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, okay, I want to talk Mortal Kombat. I feel like this is your wheelhouse because I've watched both the movies and yeah. you haven't watched either of them. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, totally. So what about the video games? Did you play the video games? I yeah, I know probably growing up you couldn't. Yeah. No way. No way. My parents were letting me play fatality games like this uh my parents stunk but i think i mean like mortal Kombat. they have it as like an arcade game right like a big yeah. stand-up arcade game yeah i've totally played that before yeah i mean it's a, it's a normal fighter just yeah. a lot more brutal yeah i just don't know like i don't know the characters mm. like i like if you were to show you me don't the know johnny cage i don't know who that is you like that's sonia that sounds like he could be like from any other movie and i would have no idea like i know sub-zero just strictly scorpion based yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay. But like, so it comes out on HBO Max on April April 16th. Mm-hmm. We got the official first trailer yesterday. Yep. So we're we're just under two months to go until this movie comes out. Um, yeah, like walk me through Mortal Kombat. Like, what, I guess, what do I need to know? And are you excited for the movie? Um, yeah, so basically what you kind of need to know, I mean, what they kind of explain in the trailer is that there's always a, a tournament. Uh, right, like a fighting tournament, right? Yeah. Okay. So you get all these people from all these different realms coming together to fight over, like, and it's control not, of the realms. It's not, like, set here on, on Earth, right? It's, like, uh, it's, but it's set in a universe where there's other realms, you uh, mentioned. Yeah, so okay. I think each tournament's different, so it's hosted on different on a different realm for okay. each one. I don't know if this one's going to be set here on Earth. Okay. Um, But essentially, like, it's, like, they're fighting for Earth. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Always worth fighting for, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what, what was I going to say? But each like each person has, like, their own unique ability and powers and stuff like that. So, like, you've seen in the trailer, you watch, like, Sub-Zero. Yeah. He can freeze things and stuff like that. Like, he freezes a guy's arms and breaks them off. Crazy. Um, crazy. Sickest part of the trailer is when Sub-Zero stabs a guy. Mm-hmm. He stabs a guy and blood like comes squirting out. Sub-Zero freezes the blood yeah. in midair, makes a makes a dagger, stabs the guy with his own blood. Yeah, I think that was Scorpion. Craziest yeah. thing. Craziest thing. And and based on the trailer, it looks like you kind of, like you have this kind of like- Tattoo, tattoo. or like birthmark thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like a birthmark and like you've been called- That's your invitation. To the it's combat. A, yeah, it's it's a weird way to be invited to something. <laughs> It is. <laughs> you're like, hey, uh, you're branded. Come on in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's always had this weirdly shaped dragon yeah, birthmark. <laughs> they just yeah. like I, growing up, like that's just that's just a thing. <laughs> a perfectly designed dragon birthmark. Hey, it's destiny. This is how it goes. So. Uh yeah, I mean, so the I thought the trailer looked pretty sick. Mm. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be like, oh my God, that was such a phenomenal movie. Yeah. But I think it's going to be really cool. Like, I think people are going to be like talking about certain scenes and action sequences mm. when it drops. Yeah. Um, you should yeah. watch the original Mortal Kombat okay. movies. Do you know when the original uh, Mortal Kombat came out? Like the game or the movie? No, the movie. Like, like the, the first movie. Like the 90s. Let's see. Mortal Kombat. So we got 2021. And then, yeah, 1995 mm-hmm. was Mortal Kombat. And then 1997 looks like Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which... I had no clue existed yeah. until right this second. Um, so I okay. So you're telling me I should watch the the '95 one? They're not great. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna sugarcoat them, but they're definitely enjoyable to watch. Okay. I mean, I feel like if it gives me some sort of context, if it at least gives me like a base of characters, I feel like that'd be of benefit to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like thinking you're like oh should he watch it or not well i i think of the second one the second one has really terrible acting i'm not oh. gonna lie but it that's what makes it so good <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really prime like grade b movie yeah that's what i've heard about it yeah it's like it's just a really good bad movie yep but i mean both of them let's be honest yeah so i mean i'm excited for for this mortal Kombat coming out in a couple months um it looks super sick like action-packed mm. um like i said like the cgi looks pretty impressive yeah i'm like i'm i'm here for it. I, I bought into all these powers and That's stuff <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm i'm already sold um i assume we'll talk about it on on this show yeah because i'm done why not yeah because more combat so um yeah i'm i'm here for that um scale of like one to like i don't know 10 are you hyped it's a lame scale, I know, but like Yeah. Um I'm I'm trying to think <laughs> Yeah, because... you agree that my scale is lame. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> uh, 
uh probably like a seven the the trailer actually didn't jazz me up you know right like it didn't get me like as thrilled as i was hoping i when i heard like they're making another moral combat movie i was like let's go yeah. but then i watched the trailer i'm like okay mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense about the birthmark like sure like that's is that is that like birthmark storyline is that just like made up for the movie or do you like learn about is that in the other movie or is that in the video game or is this just like up I to whoever wants to make know. it up i don't know i feel I mean, like we I need d- some source material i, I don't movie. it's definitely not in the other movies um the video game though i don't know okay i've played the video games i don't know the stories behind the video game though but i'm not gonna i've i'm just a player yeah. i'm like skip dialogue <laughs> skip 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 Fight. skip skip <laughs> i think we're gonna turn into a mortal Kombat video game podcast for the weeks <laughs> leading up to the movie okay. so i can learn everything i need to know um yeah like i'm more hyped now that i've seen the trailer but mm-hmm. i i agree with you i'm probably like six seven range yeah you know well i mean i'll see it definitely see, see i was like higher up and yeah, were you like a nine down. Yeah. whoa really you degraded yeah. you downgraded based off of the trailer wow yeah. that's the opposite effect that a trailer is supposed to have <laughs> i mean the the fighting scenes seem cool yeah i just don't know about that storyline though yeah yeah we'll see how it plays out i mm. mean um yeah I, I think it'll be interesting for sure um we're talking rom-coms yeah we are Our great favorite, transition favorite rom-coms i have no <laughs> i have no transition how do you go how do you go from mortal Kombat talk to rom-coms all right let me spitball this off the top of my head here okay cool 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 um so moral combat i mean some really good fatality scenes i mean you, you pull you rip out a person's heart now let's talk about some warm hearted movies here that was way better than my transition <laughs> my transition was um <laughs> let's talk about rom-coms um, God, you're just smarter than me okay what are you gonna like what am i gonna do now he's holding a beating heart now let's talk about things movies that make your heart beat Boom. Uh, like I said, Valentine's Day is, was last week, but that doesn't matter. We're we're still talking about our favorite rom-coms. We're not doing a draft. We are not doing a Mount Rushmore. I don't think we're doing like a top five. We're just kind of like talking about mm-hmm. our favorites. Yeah. Um, I assume in the future we'll do like a Mount Rushmore or a style similar to that. But today is a little more chill, a little more chill approach. I posted to Instagram and Twitter this mm-hmm. past week. And I asked people like, hey, can you help me watch some rom-coms this week? Uh, because I feel like I'm not, I'm not a very rom-com guy. Like, I'm, I just want to start this conversation like off with that. Be. Right? Isn't that, it, it's like deceptive though. Well, I mean, okay. So you really like uh, Marriage Story as well as, um, mm-hmm. uh, what am I blanking on? Mm-hmm. Uh, like La La Land, those like yep. false love stories. I do. Yeah. So. But they're, those are just... I, I guess I really like the drama mm-hmm. more than I like the comedy aspect Okay. because I always fall for a movie that has like real life type situations like that, that you can connect to that are more mm-hmm. drama driven than comedy driven. Yeah. And so I feel like because of that, I have not sought out a lot of rom-coms in my life. Like I, I feel like a lot of rom-coms that came out in like the late nineties, mm-hmm. early aughts and those are kind of like the staples. Yeah. I, I, I just like haven't seen any. So a lot of people gave me good suggestions. Um, I'm trying to see. I wrote them all down to um, to like kind of list them out here, but I can't find them on my note sheet. Okay. 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Um, 50 First Dates. Okay. Uh, lots of votes for Crazy Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. When Harry Met Sally. I, I've seen one of those movies. And it, and you know which one it is. It's the one with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. Yep. Of course. I just, I just haven't seen them, and I feel more. I like. I feel kind of bad because I just like don't seek out rom coms. I guess. Okay. I, I mean, that's know. fair. Where do Where do you stand on the on the rom com gauntlet here? I mean, I feel like I've seen quite a bit. I mean, I've all admit I've never seen uh, When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. I've never seen like Sleepless in Seattle. Um, Gosh, me neither. Like, I've never like I've never seen Pretty Woman. A lot see, of people said Pretty Woman. Like, I've seen Pretty Woman. It's just been a a while a since minute. I've seen it yeah um i mean i don't know like i i yeah. enjoy romance like come on I, like, I feel like you're definitely more of a rom-com guy than i am a rom-com guy i think it's because of the comedy part of it yeah you're, I agree. you're looking for the romance and i'm looking for the comedy, comedy. <laughs> yeah we're both looking for different things in a rom-com i'm like oh that's cute but also <laughs> that's a really funny scene also that's freaking hilarious <laughs> uh yeah so speaking of that like Mm-hmm. what to you 
qualifies as a rom-com. Uh, I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of not set in stone. Yeah. I mean, if you Google like rom-coms, I feel like there's movies that come up that don't fit that bill. Sure. Um like an example, so this is one of my favorite movies. I'm just going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 500 Days of Summer. It is, it's if you Google it, people say it's a, a rom-com. But see, I would disagree with that. Interesting. So, because to me, um, it doesn't, like, I think in rom-coms, the main character or, like, the main, like, little, like, love thing that you're you you're watching, mm-hmm. like, they, they, go, they come together. Whereas, like, 500 Days of Summer, the way that ends... It's a breakup. It's a breakup movie. It is. Like, it's not, to me, it's not a romance movie. It's a breakup movie. Yeah, so you just classify it differently. Yeah. So, for me, I wouldn't count that. Now, I have a I have a follow-up question for yeah. you on that. So, is it possible that, that 500 Days of Summer could be a rom-com movie? It's just not following the exact, like, formula of a rom-com. It's just taking elements from a rom-com. I mean... And are those elements, like, overwhelming enough to cl- to classify it as a rom-com? But see, I, like, again, to me, it's a breakup movie. It's not, yeah. like, there, it's not a romance movie. Yes, it shows, like, two people falling in love, but it also shows two people falling out of love. Which, yeah. would you include, like, a marriage story? Exactly. I, I was totally just like, going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't include marriage story or anything like that, like, um, like a private life or something like mm-hmm. that where... The whole, even though it is a romantic storyline in a in a romance trope, I wouldn't include that in the rom com because you're more focused on what's going wrong than what's going right. Yeah, and them actually falling in love with each other. Um, but I do think that, like, I, I feel like rom com is such a gray area, and people just kind of like are pretty fluid with it. They're like, if it has romance in it, and there's like yeah five jokes in it, it's right. a rom com. And I feel like even sometimes people are like, yo, if this has like one really funny part and it's got a guy and a girl trying to fall in love, chalk it up to a rom-com. Mm. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like you definitely have to have a romance storyline. Like that mm. has to be your main focus Yeah, of falling in love, mm-hmm. I think is key. But I also think it has to be mixed in with like an overtly funny plot. Yeah. Like there, there has to be out of its way funny. Mm-hmm to be considered a rom-com like it can't just be like oh i thought that one scene was really funny and so now it's a rom-com yeah i think it's got to be like actually funny yep that's what i would classify as a rom-com um yeah you mentioned like if you google things some movies come up that are not that you do not like qualify as a rom-com i googled like best rom-coms and you know how google like gives you the the images Mm. at the top i by the way like never trust those images it's all bs like they don't fit mm. but i i don't know i don't know exactly what i googled but her came up do you consider her no a rom-com okay. no I'll just shut that down right now yeah hell no that's not a rom-com it's not funny no i mean it's there's dramatic like, there's a couple funny scenes but again you can't chalk up a couple funny scenes and make it a rom-com right no exactly the 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 overwhelming sentiment of the movie is drama driven mm-hmm making it a romantic drama yep that's what i feel yeah. so now that we've established that okay good uh give me one of your favorites not your not your all-time favorite don't spoil it this early but okay. just give me one of your favorite how many how many are you going to talk about i mean i have like five on my list but okay you and i i think share one so i think that's yeah okay. i only have a few you know like yeah. i said i'm not a massive rom-com yeah. guy and, and this week you know i was i was busy so i didn't get to as many movies as i had intended on watching Okay. Well, um, in no particular order. Um, Classic Austin yeah. style here. So <laughs> It's a grab bag of movies. <laughs> we're going to start with uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. So, um, Heath Ledger, correct? Yep. So, yeah, it, uh, this is one you said that you have not seen. Right? No, but I feel like this would be like the number one thing that I should watch. In I, terms it, of it's definitely a, like up there in terms of rom-com. So... Um, it was released March 31st, uh, 1999. It was directed by Gil, uh, younger, younger, younger. I, yeah, it starts with a J. I'm going to, I'm going to say younger. Go with younger. Um, and then, his IMDb, his IMDb profile picture is him sitting on a beach with a Mac laptop in his lap. There you go. That's Very life. interesting. Yeah. That's the life. <laughs> <laughs> Our guy Gil. <laughs> Just living the life. Anyways. Yeah. This starts, uh, Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
Um, so, uh, you know, Joker and Robin, when they went to high school together. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, it's a Batman origin story, actually. Yep. So, anyways, uh, the plot follows Cat uh, Stratford. So, Julia Stiles is a, be- a beautiful, smart, and quite abrasive to most of her fellow teens, meaning that she doesn't attract many boys. Unfortunately, for her younger sister, Bianca, who's played by uh, Larissa. I'm, yeah, I don't know how to say Ooh, her last name. Olenek? 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 Maybe, we'll yeah. go with that. Um, Bianca, uh, her the house rules say that she can't date until Kat has a boyfriend. So strings uh, are pulled to set the dull uh, damsel up for a romance. Soon Kat crosses paths with handsome new arrival Patrick Verona, played by your boy Heath Ledger. My boy. Um and then will Cat let her guard down enough to fall for the effortlessly charming Patrick? So mm. will she? Does she? You gotta watch the movie to no, find you, out. You just gotta tell me. No, you gotta watch the movie and find out. <laughs> you Get it? Tell me. Yeah, no, I. Frick no. <laughs> <laughs> you do me dirty like that. I, when am I, I ever ruined things for you? That's true. You withhold information like a freaking steel trap. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. <laughs> I want. I want you to enjoy these things on your own. Yeah, I don't want to ruin things. You are looking after the best. Yeah, you're, you're going. I'm looking at the, the big here. picture. You're looking at the immediate, like just, I just American want that satisfaction. Need, I need it now type <laughs> of situation. Of course. Um, I got time. I got a couple time takes for you. Yeah, you. So, uh, so the first time take. I think this one's kind of pretty well known, but for you, it's brand new. So it's I'm going to tell it to you. <laughs> um, so this is based off of a Shakespeare play called Taming of the Shrew. Ah, okay. Yeah, so nice. You know, you get a little bit of Shakespeare going on when Can't you watch wrong. this. Um, Can't go wrong with Shakespeare. Yeah. Except the guy was kind of a uh, not so great, but makes some good plays. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is not the only one on my list that is actually based off of a Shakespeare play. Oh, yeah, look so, at you! Yeah, you know Shakespeare. He makes you are he makes love stories. You are a learned gentleman. <laughs> Modern day learned gentleman right here. <laughs> right yes, here. I do. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, there is a there's a scene within the movie. I'll give you this now. Okay. Where Julia Stiles' character, she goes up, she reads a poem, and it's about like love and stuff like that. Uh, or it's it's called Ten Things. Um, and so, anyways, she is reading this in front of the class. Um. And she starts to to cry, like the character when she's reading it starts to cry and stuff like this. Oh no! Now, Julia Stiles did this so well; she did it in one take, one take, one take wonder. And the tears were real. They what? weren't. It wasn't scripted <laughs> that she was gonna like tear up. Wow! Yeah, that's so, give her an award, right? Like, I couldn't do that. No way. So it definitely like made you like mm-hmm. like she she felt that and she made it pop in the screen and it, it was a yeah. good scene so I, I feel like you could you would be able to feel mm-hmm. like the legitimacy of real tears yeah. so why this is on my list now let's yeah. talk about why yeah the whys i need um, the reasons yep so 10 things i hate about you i mean it it follows like that classic like this one kid in high school really wants to date this girl but then her sister like that whole rule where like her sister has to mm-hmm. um, date someone first before that person can date is a very interesting concept. Um, but like, so essentially what's happening is Patrick, Heath Ledger's character is being paid to like go after cat. Oh yeah. Well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Yeah. So he, he's getting paid to, to go and do it. Uh Oh, well, I'm um, predisposed because, to not really like his character now. So you've, but but, but what? <laughs> he starts to actually like, fall in love with her. Yes, <sighs> let's go, my guy. So like, like there's scenes where he's like giving back the money and like he's like it's oh, not about, like okay. all this stuff. So like, he's trying to do what's right. Yeah. Okay. Like he he at first did it just to do it, and now he's like, oh nope, like this, yeah. like this is a legit person that I want in my life. So you definitely like see that progression, and I think like for me, like watching this movie, it's like okay, you get that good like that good little love yeah. story but then also the comedy side of things i mean it's set in high school so i mean like they're like they're going to like parties and stuff like that and they like um they're trying to get, like get away with like high school stuff so like that mm-hmm. little high school quirk thing um that they got going on makes it funny so i like that i feel like it kind of checks all the boxes yeah of what you want in a rom-com it is 69 percent on the old rt mm-hmm. for critic and audience yeah. Interesting. Who cares? 
I don't know if I... Who cares? <laughs> You're just going to throw that down. I don't care about the Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, a movie that is, I think, like 27% on oh, Rotten dude, Tomatoes. Oh, so. dude, I haven't even looked mine up, but I can tell you it's that's where it's headed, oh. is, uh, is towards the bottom of the old RT score. Um, so, yeah, okay, that that's a good pick. I am going to... Oh, yeah, look at that. One of mine has 27%. You want me to start with that one? I'll start with that one. So um, this is actually a new one that I watched this week, and I wanted to talk about it. And before you call me out for my uh, recency bias, which I very much have. Always have that. Always have had that and always will. uh, I can back that up by saying I went through my entire catalog of movies at home, probably like a couple hundred movies that I own, and... I couldn't find any other rom-coms that I own that I like enough to talk about. So this made the list because the list is so short because, <laughs> because it made it by default. So uh, the movie is Along Came Polly with Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And it also has um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Oh, this guy. Have you seen this movie? Uh, you mean the sweaty basketball scene? So, like shirtless basketball so scene? So funny. I was dying. Uh, what does is, what is Phyllis Seymour Hoffman say every time he throws up the ball? And he's like, make it rain. I know. Every it's time. Bit, I've seen the movie once. Oh, it's really, really funny. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like this movie is very unlike the, the comedy side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it does have the, obviously the romance like main story. But almost everything that happened, like every scene, scene is funny. Yeah. Or is like designed to be funny. Uh, and I'm a big sucker for Ben Stiller in like a role like this where he's kind of like a plain Jane dude, you mm-hmm. know, and then like he starts coming out of his shell, very like secret life, Walter Mitty ish. Yeah. Um, and so he, so he marries this, this lady, um, and, and he actually uh, works as like a risk assessor. Mm-hmm. And so he's very like risk adverse. Yeah. And so he marries this lady, like safe bet, whatever they go on their honeymoon and she ends up getting with another guy. And they get a divorce. And then, so Ben Stiller falls in love with Jennifer Aniston, who's mm-hmm. Polly. And she is... A very risky lady. Super risky. Mm-hmm. All over the board. Like, it does, we, you know, crazy stuff. Has moves all the time. Has a ferret. Yes. All kinds <laughs> crazy. of... Crazy. All kinds of crazy stuff. And so, you know, it's it's not necessarily a movie just about their romance. I think what I liked most about it is the fact that, like, Ben Stiller's character himself is learning about himself mm-hmm. as a as a character as well. So it's kind of like a twofold like growth that you see happen. Um he does fall in love with Jennifer Aniston, but then he also learns that like he can take risks and he can do more things than he anticipated mm-hmm. to have a better life. Yeah. Um so so I really like that. I'm not I'm not huge on the Jennifer Aniston train. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like with her in it where I was like, man, she is was destined for that role. Horrible Bosses? I haven't seen Horrible Bosses. Oh. She's in that? Yeah. So I should watch that is you what should, you're telling yeah. me. yeah. The, the okay. first one at least. Minimum. <laughs> Minimum. Okay. So Horrible. I mean, I, I do like Jace Bateman. So there's that. Um, it's got, also got Charlie Day in it. It's got... Oh, uh, God. Charlie Day. Robert blanket on his name. Love Charlie Day. Hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Ted Lasso. Yes. <laughs> he yeah. plays Ted Lasso. I don't know his real name, but I know. I'm <laughs> blanking on it. I know it. I, I know just he can't plays Ted Lasso. It. Here, yeah. let me let me pull it up for you real Thank quick. Thank you. Appreciate um, that. What's his name? Not Kevin Spacey. That's not him. Nope. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Yep. There we go. Yep. Um, yeah. So I feel like you know, I feel like it's a good movie. It kind of checks all the rom com boxes. Very funny, and also like Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> he is so so funny in this movie. And I think for him, like if his character wasn't in this movie, I definitely wouldn't have, would not have enjoyed it as much. Mm. I think he does a lot of like the heavyweight carrying for the comedy portion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like super easy, ninety minute, nice easy rom com, full of lots of really funny stuff. Mm. It's it's gold. I really liked it. And you know what? I should have just bought it because I rented it on Amazon. Shout out, Dad. Thank you. <laughs> and um, it was three ninety nine on Amazon, and then to buy it, it was only four ninety nine. So I really had an internal struggle with with myself where I was like, man, only a dollar more. Like, I could buy it, but like, what if I what, what if I'm never it what if I'm yeah. never gonna watch yeah, it again? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So now I regret it because now I have to go spend another five dollars to buy it. 
Still probably not going to watch it again, but it's still really, really funny. So that that's my first pick. But yeah, 27% on uh, on RT. No good. Who cares? Who cares? Who that's cares? what I like to say. That's the new slogan. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Um, I am going to go with a movie that I've actually mentioned on um, on here before that I've recommended for you to watch, um, which you probably haven't seen yet. Oh, God. Um, I let you down again. Yep. So, based off of this conversation, um, shoot, and based off your notes, I know that you didn't add it. So, um, the movie's called That Awkward Moment. Yeah, no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. So, not surprised. I, I know that you told me to watch it, though. Yep. Um, so, this movie was, was released in January, uh, January 31st, 2014. Um, it stars Zach Efron, Michael B. Jordan, and Miles Teller, um, and a Mogan. Morgan Poots. I can't pronounce that name. And, and Mackenzie, Mackenzie Davis, Davis. Yeah. from uh, the Christmas movie, the new Christmas, the movie. holiday seasons or whatever. Yeah, happiest Se- season. Happiest season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah. So that is uh my my suggestion for you. So a little bit about this. Um. We have best pals Jason, who's played by Zac Efron, and Daniel Miles Teller. Indulge in casual flings and, and revel in carefree, unattached lives after learning that. The marriage of their friend Mikey, played by Michael B. Jordan, uh, is over. They gladly welcome him back into the circle. The three young men have a uh, make a pact to have fun and avoid commitment. However, when all three find themselves involved in serious relationships, they must keep their romances secret from one another. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So it's that classic, <laughs> classic, classic bro pact that they make. That's a bromance. Yeah. Romance yeah. packed. So this is a it, this is a bromance and a rom <laughs> and rom-com, a rom-com. Uh, type movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it weird that I, I I'm gonna say this, but like I've watched this movie with my like one of my roommates. It's also one of his favorite movies. So Dude, no, I'm pro. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, More power to you. So uh, tiny take for you. So this is the other Shakespeare movie. Oh, yeah. what really? It, yep. So oh, the no premise way. is inspired by Shakespeare's uh, "Love's Labor Lost." Wow. Yeah, so... I would have never known that. You, yeah. You, That's crazy. You watch this movie and you watch the debauchery that, yeah. that occurs. Um, <laughs> that happens. Yep, and it is... Yeah. Uh, you would not assume that it is a Shakespeare movie. That's so funny. Um, this was one of those movies that was on, like, the the ten, like the blacklist movies. You know, those movies that, like, are on this most liked unmade scripts of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, list, so oh. back in 2010. So. Most liked unmade. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So... Um, it had a little bit of a following um, before it yeah. was made. So sounds like a little cult classic action as well. Yeah, like pretty big, nice, nice hardcore small fan base. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the my twenty two percent movie on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> that uh, has a forty six percent fan rating. So yeah, um, who cares? I think yeah, who cares? Um, <laughs> I think this movie attracts cer- like it just attracts certain people. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like I just found it really funny. Um, and I'm all about comedy. So like I usually to me, it's more comedy romance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the order that I see things in. Right. Uh, <laughs> you gotta call them the comroms. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Gosh, they're comedy first. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> With a hint of love. <laughs> Just a small slice. Yeah. Um, so, but the, like the relationship between the friends, it like you have that classic little story going, but then like it follows the main character, which is Zac Efron who like, has a roster of women like Mm -hmm. that he can just call up and like let's let's bang it out type of thing um but then he meets this one girl changes things yeah it's like he wants he's like no like i don't want to have a roster of women like i want you yeah so like this is a that's one of those type of movies like nice and sweet yeah but it's a little raunchy not gonna lie the the, i watched the trailer for it so i will and i watched the trailer for it okay Yes, it did look very funny. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks way more on the side of like comedy, yeah, versus like rom com. Um, but it's like it, it just wasn't available anywhere to stream, mm-hmm. and so you know I've I gotta you know pick and choose here. Yeah, it didn't didn't make the cut. Yeah, the, I know you're trying to make excuses up. I understand. <laughs> you just <laughs> said that cover you, my ass. You just said that you paid three ninety nine. <laughs> I didn't pay three ninety nine. My dad did. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so this movie on IMDb, mm-hmm. you know I, I like to look at the IMDb page as we go through this, right? Yeah. So I look at the cast, a little information. So this is new to me. There's a plot keyword section on IMDb. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the plot keywords for this movie, yep. it's very intriguing because, <laughs> because they all say they're male objectification, male nudity, nudity, male rear nudity, 
bare-chested male. I'm a little curious <laughs> about this I told this you it's a bromance movie. <laughs> curious about this movie because if those are the plot keyword, like the top five plot keywords, mm-hmm. very interesting. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. There is a scene, I will mm-hmm. tell you this now, um, where Zac Efron is meeting this girl's family for the first time. And he, it was at a, like a, a like a a party, okay. And he was under the as- assumption that it was a costume party. Okay, it was not the, a costume the old party. Michael Scott move, huh? Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> um, and he, I forget what he dresses up as, but essentially, it ha- he is wearing a dildo. Oh gosh, Rut row. And it that's just not a, okay. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> so first time meeting her her family. Okay. Uh, it is a hilarious scene. <laughs> um, just watch the rest of it. Watch and, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it. it's funny. So like, yes, it has all those those sure. words, but like you, you got to see it. Yeah, it's just funny. They're justified. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds super super funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. My next pick is not as funny as that. Uh, but I feel like it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible. Can't match it. I feel like um, you might have. I don't know. You know. This lines up with the kind of movies that I just like in general. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even thinking of this as a rom-com uh, initially until someone suggested it to me. And I was like, oh, well, they think it's a rom-com. So I'm in the clear. <laughs> so I'm good to go. Um, I definitely, I think it's like more of like a rom-com action movie. Because it's obviously like it's, it's a comic book movie. And I feel like a lot of the main plot devices are are based on action. And uh, that's kind of like what propels the movie forward, right? So I didn't initially think of it as a rom-com, but you know, I've, like I said, it's kind of a gray, you know, fluid area. Whatever you want to be a rom-com can pretty much be a rom-com. Uh, I think I did, I believe I drafted this in one of our previous drafts in our 2010 uh, movie draft okay. that we did prior. So it's on okay. a previous episode. Go check it out. Um, I really like this movie. I think it's, just really unique in the way it's made. I, I think obviously Edgar Wright knows how to like make unique movies. He's done Shaun of the Dead. He's done Baby Driver. Baby uh, Driver. Also unique. So like he just kind of has that vibe. Um, but like here, you know, IMDb in a magically realistic version of Toronto, a young man must defeat his new girlfriend, seven evil exes one by one in order to win her heart. Sounds pretty rom to me. A little romantic action. Very nerdy romantic. Yes. Nerdy romantic. Because, like, what's more than more romantic than defeating all of your ex... In a video game style manner against... Yes. ...villains like Chris Evans. Exactly. Exactly. What's more romantic than that? Nothing. Uh, Brie Larson. Winning she, her heart. She's a, she... Brie Larson is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of... Jason Schwartzman. Also yeah. in this movie, he's like well, he's like the boss, right? Yeah, he's the main guy. Um, so the, the main ex. I, I really the guy the also the guy that played Superman the first in like the the Man of Steel one is that yeah? Oh, Man of Steel. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't I don't I've never not Henry Cavill the other one. No, the like the OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never not seen the, Man of not Steel. Not the OG, <laughs> but like in the middle. <laughs> uh, and Anna Kendrick is in this too, and Kieran Culkin, by the way, plays yeah. um Wallace, which. I think he's an incredibly underrated character for this movie. I think he's so, so funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it is a different style of Mm rom-com and kind of, you know, gives you something else. Uh, Really, I I mean, I like this movie a lot. It's kind of right up my alley. So it's a great movie. That's good. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot else to say, except it's it's a really great movie. (laughs) I mean, that's that's pretty much the the whole point. And I feel like it's, you know, it's a rom-com. Yeah does what it does and it's got funny moments like it's not it's not like you know roll on the ground laughing like a uh, awkward moment might be but it's it's got funny moments for sure yeah yeah scott pilgrim versus the world okay uh my next movie will be a big shocker to you i think really a big shocker a huge shocker uh-oh i'm not ready uh, do you have any guesses why do you keep saying the word shocker i feel like that's a i feel like you're <laughs> i feel like you're meaning something out of this don't tell me it's the Amazing Spider-Man two. No. no. Oh my god! I was like, you would. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It is Palm Springs. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> yeah, big shocker. What? Color me surprised. Yep. 
I tricked you so well there. <laughs> that was, yeah, you can. You just really throw me off the sentence because I overanalyze everything anybody ever says. Mm-hmm. Oh, shocker. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, it's got electricity. And what could it be? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Palm Springs, I've rev- like we've reviewed this movie before. Absolutely. Um, so it was released uh, July 10th, 2020, uh, directed by Max Bar- Barbaca. I can't. You know me. I Barbacoa? Can't, I can't say last names. If it's, no, you can't. It's, it's one of your many, weaknesses. one of your few weaknesses I meant to say. Um, my, some of my mini weaknesses. Yeah. I have many weaknesses. Max Barbacow. Yeah. Um, and it stars Andy Samberg, uh, Kristen uh, Milioti, um, and then J.K. Simmons. Mm. So... While uh, so basically the plot is while stuck at a wedding in Palm Springs, Niles, played by Andy Samberg, meets Sarah uh, Kristen um, Milody, uh, mm-hmm. the maid of honor and family black sheep. After he rescues her from a disastrous toast, Sarah becomes drawn to Niles and his offbeat nihilism. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when their impromptu tryst is thwarted by a surreal interruption, Sarah must. Uh, join Niles in embracing the idea that nothing really matters and they become uh, wreaking spirited havoc on the wedding celebration. Mm-hmm. So long story short, what this what this movie is, is you got Andy Samberg who has been trapped in a time loop and then he tries to uh, get with uh, Kristen Melody's character, mm-hmm. Sarah. Um, and when they're doing it, in comes J.K. Simmons with a bow. God, yeah. Shoots him. And, so funny. Yep. And then Andy Samberg goes, tries to go into the like the little time traveling whatever. It's like a little thing. yeah, a little yeah. time portal. Yeah. And then uh, she follows along, and he's like, no, 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 don't do it. Yep. And then, but she does, and then she's trapped in the time loop with him, and then they're trapped there. The only like, there's only three people in this time loop that we're aware of, mm-hmm. and you know what? I mean, they're the same age, <laughs> opposite sex, opposite genders. Kind of, you know, if you're hanging around that someone yeah. that much, yeah, you might start to enjoy their presence. Yep, I, yeah, and they they clicked really well. <laughs> yeah, and so you know what, romance happened. <laughs> I'll romance. Give, I'll give you that secret. Romance happened. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, they they start to have feelings for each other and stuff like that. But it's also a very funny movie. Um, you get scenes where, like, when he gets shot, he like that scene's hilarious. So um, funny. But then they'll be like doing stuff like she'll like be like i need to kill myself and he's like well do it quickly and like (laughs) like they're driving in a car and he's like puts his unbuckles and like puts his head down on the thing like the whole montage of them like talking about everything that he's already tried to do Mm -hmm. and like see how far he can get out and like all kinds of crazy stuff super super funny yeah yeah it's got a lot of really good really good like comedy bits to it but then also like in the end you really get hit with this a nice like heavy boulder of like real mm. life yep it's good yeah it's a good one it's a great movie for sure and uh, i believe matt miller on instagram uh put this in his list as well mm-hmm. as uh one of his favorite rom-coms and so matt we are validating you it is officially a rom-com because <laughs> I, I don't know why it wouldn't be uh it's got i mean checks all the boxes it's a it's a com rom it's a com rom <laughs> uh okay mm, one of my final movies uh that i will just mention briefly is date night Okay. Steve Carell, mm-hmm. Tina Fey. I feel like this movie is underrated, honestly, um, by a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people really liked it. Uh, I mean, I came out in 2010, so I've, I probably haven't seen it for, gosh, probably at least three or four years. But what I remember of it is pretty funny. It's uh, in New York City, a case of mistaking, mistaken identity turns a bored married couple's attempt at a glamorous and romantic evening into something more thrilling and dangerous. Uh, I mean, it's, it literally plays exactly how it sounds like it's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's got a lot of funny parts in it. Steve Carell and Tina Fey, they're, you know, they're a comedy duo. You can't really go wrong with that. And plus you got Mark Wahlberg in there. Yeah. Uh, shirtless Mark, Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is always a, always good to watch. You know, that was like one of his like first like comedic roles. Really? Yeah. In this movie? Yeah. He, he, if you look at his like history of movies, like he didn't really have a, a comedy role up until that point. He crushed it. And, and he that, got, that's what led to him having more co- like comedic roles. So the other guys came out after this then? I believe so. Wow. Wow. And then, and then you got J.B. Smoove, Kristen Wiig, Mark Ruffalo, James Franco, Mila Kunis, Bill Burr. You've got a whole cast of people An there. An absolute stacked cast of people. Um, 
I think it's, I just think it's really funny. Like you get a, you know, you get romance, a nice date night, some comedy mixed in with a little thrill mixed mm-hmm. in with like, Oh my gosh, now we're thrown into this like kidnap situation and we don't know what to do. Uh, it's got a really great one liner that I remember even to this day. It's like some, well, you know, I paraphrase it like, Oh, that's kill shot. That's kill shot. You're like, where their their captor like flips the gun, you mm. know, over like uh, on an angle. Yeah. Steve Carell's like, oh my god, that's a kill shot. He's going in for the kill. Really funny movie. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm also just kind of a sucker for Steve Carell. So, I, I agree with you. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, and I do feel like the ending of this movie adds to the reason I like it is because it's a little like a little more, I guess, drama driven. Like they find out like they re fall in love with each other. And they realize like they do have a good life Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to have the life you have and you don't have to like try to copy other people and be young again and like et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like kind of, you know, mission accomplished. It's a good one. You got one more before we share one? Uno mas. Um, All right. So my last one, this one's a little bit older. Oh, a little bit older. Throw back. I mean, it's a nineties movie. So qualifies. Um, this one has one of your your favorite actors. Really? Yeah. What can, is it? Can you guess? What? No. I feel like I have a lot of favorite actors. I'll just... I play myself sometimes. I'll just tell you this. It is one of three movies that he's been a romantic partner with Drew Barrymore in. Oh, interesting. I don't know, because I don't really do Drew Barrymore. Like, I, are you talking... Wait, 50 First Dates. Nope. Damn it. Uh, does, is it Adam Sandler though? It is Adam Wedding Sandler. Wedding Singer. Yeah. Hey, I got it. You nice. Go. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> look at me go. Fifty First Dates is a classic like rom com. It would definitely hit this list if I did, like. It would. It's like yeah. number six. Sure. Right outside. So, um, I just enjoy Wedding Singer a little bit more. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. I've watched it multiple times. Um, <laughs> not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, anyways, it, it it was released in February thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. It was uh, wow, directed day by... before Valentine's, huh? Yeah, so Ooh, you know, true rom com. Yeah, look at that. People went to go see this movie <laughs> on Valentine's Day, <laughs> on guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, directed by Frank uh, Corosi. Uh, yeah. Again, last names. Um, <laughs> Corosi. Obviously, it stars Adam Sandberg and Drew Barrymore. The plot is uh, it's set in 1985. Adam Sandler plays a nice guy with a broken heart who's struck who's stuck in one of the most romantic jobs in the world, a wedding singer. He loses all hope when he is abandoned at the altar by his fiancée. He meets a young woman named Julia, played by Drew Barrymore, who enlists uh, his help to plan her wedding. He falls in love with her and must win her over before she gets married. That's yeah. a true. I feel like that's a really true rom com trope. Yeah, I gotta win her over. Well, she's she's with the scumbag dude. Freaking scumbags! That like she's got to realize who she's with, and then I'm gonna swoop in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Take over. Yep. So yeah, no, that's definitely the case. I I feel like that just happens in so many like rom coms. I mean, like yeah. Uh, if you ever watched like How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Uh, they kind of like make fun of that that premise being the flip side of the guy who like mm-hmm. gets left um, mm-hmm. with Ted's character, and it's like Ted's a great guy. I mean, great, but, um, <laughs> sure, but better than like the other dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like it, they make fun of it, but no, yeah. it's it just, it's definitely that trope. Um, I don't know. This movie is just funny to me. I mean, like there's scenes where like he's like alien from his like breakup and he's like still singing <laughs> and he just is like cursing out the audience and it's just hilarious That'd be funny i feel like it's prime adam sandler too oh yeah like back in the day when like he was he was prime yeah like the, the 90s did him well yeah no doubt um i, I haven't seen the wedding singer i can't believe which that. i which I, I, dare I you and you know big adam sandler fan you're a sandman <laughs> i'm a sandman what are you gonna do so yeah i feel like let me see when this came out, you said 1999? Eight. 1998. Yeah, The Wedding Singer. And then, man, yeah, he had Happy Gilmore two years before that. Mm-hmm. Then The Waterboy. Then Big Daddy. Man, yeah. He was coming out with him. Yeah. So, pretty prime. Uh, I just, I feel like that's a really good premise for a rom-com. Mm-hmm. So, I sign off on yeah. the premise. It's funny. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there now. Yeah. It's funny. The Wedding Singer. Yeah, and I feel like that's a classic, too. I feel like everybody knows... Everybody knows the wedding singer. Mm-hmm. It's not like an unknown rom com. Yeah. Um, okay. 
then we share a final one that we, we do, like yeah. um, a lot. This being... This is one that if you're going to... you Everyone mm-hmm. should watch this movie. This is what we're saying. 100%. If you're trying to pick out a rom-com to watch, this would be our key suggestion. Yep. Final take stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Crazy Stupid Love with... Gosh, let me just ramble. I'm just going to go here. Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, uh, and that's all that I know. Marissa Tomei. Uh, you also have Kevin Bacon. Gosh, Josh Groban. It's loaded. Oh, yeah. Loaded movie. And I feel like this is the best rom, rom-com out there. I did It combines best worlds of comedy and romance in the absolute best way possible. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't lose sight of the pure romance side of things. And it all circles back to that at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie about romance is like what matters the most in this movie. Yeah. But it does so and it travels that storyline through comedic like plot devices. Mm-hmm. Like very, very funny scenes that get us to where we're going. Yeah. And they're not random, and they don't like. It's not like they don't matter. Like they actually play a key role in where the movie goes. Mm-hmm. It's sublime film. Well, I think too. Like you follow two different people in their in their love stories. Right. Um, obviously, Steve Carell is the main character, yeah. but Ryan Gosling essentially plays the one main of, character. Yeah, yeah, one of the other main characters. Yeah. Right. Um, and you see them both falling in love um, separately, or one falling out of love to re- try to regain it back, while the other one is. Um, so hesitant for love and then finds love out of nowhere. Um, and I think that's what's so interesting too is mm-hmm. you have two competing like love mm-hmm. novels. Yeah. Two different versions of what love can be mm-hmm. and you see it played out in two different ways. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's the old two for one. And then that plot twist. Ooh. We're not going to mention it. Gets ya. It, it's great. It's a great plot twist. It is. And I was all for it. You don't want to mention it. You don't want to see it. No, wanna, I don't want it. I want people to watch this movie. <laughs> it's a Why good, I mean, ruin the twist? Obviously, if you've seen it, you know you know the twist. Mm-hmm. So you know what we're talking about. It's, yeah. Yeah. Really good. And I, and I guess from what I feel, like, you don't get that in rom-coms. Like, you don't get a nice, like, plot twist that actually matters. Yeah. Sometimes you get a weird, like, sometimes you get a, like, ah, okay, yeah, like, ah, saw that coming. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she is in love with another guy or, like, whatever. Yeah. But not like this. No. This, this is unique. comes out of nowhere. Yeah. You don't expect it when you're watching it. No, not at all. And I and I guess, I don't know. I don't think I've seen another movie like on par with this in terms of rom-coms. Yeah, I mean this. Palm it, Springs would be the next closest, I think, oh, yeah? to me. Then you didn't add it to your list? I'm a eh. little offended now. <laughs> um, I just, you know, top spot can only go to one. <laughs> it's got to be Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, But no, like this movie is definitely funny. Like, I mean... There, there's this, a fight scene that happens and like Ryan Gosling like yeah. um, goes up. Oh, what's what's Kevin Bacon's character's name? Oh my gosh. David Lin- Lindhagen. Lindhagen. <laughs> yeah. And like, like there's just like the fight scene. Like he's like, oh, you're Lindhagen and like starts pulling yeah, off his rings. rings. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so funny. And, and honestly, I really, I haven't seen a lot of things with Julianne Moore, but I really like her in this movie. I've seen her in a few things. Yeah, this movie, I think, it shows her off really well. And I've seen her in The Kids Are All Right. Mm. And she's really good in that movie, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's she's really good in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, one of the, like, the funniest scene to me is when Steve Carell is, like, drinking his uh, drink and uh, Ryan Gosling, like, Steve Carell's, like, drinking through a straw and he's like, you look like you're sucking on a little Schwartz. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, little Schwartz. Yeah, or something like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you need to hear the truth, okay? Okay. Cal, would you take that straw out of your mouth? Please. And just for this conversation. You know what that looks like? It looks like you're sucking on a tiny Schwartz. Is that what you want? What? Is that the message you want to send to everybody? No one's thinking that. Really? So. Because <laughs> it's like, because the way his lips are all formed, <laughs> is like all yeah. super tight on the straw and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's, Filled with great like little one-liners like that. Yeah. And I don't use straws ever since that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's ruined you for straws. Oh, and turtles. You know, yeah. save the turtles. Too. You got to wait. You got to look out for the turtles. <laughs> That's super, super funny. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a really, really great movie with like a lot of nice mm. like, you know, inside jokes. And you mentioned the blacklist of scripts, yeah. which is like, new, this is new to me. I didn't hear about this, but screenplay for this film was in the 2010 blacklist. 
a list of the most liked unmade scripts of the year. That's, same, so, that's the same year for uh, the awkward moment. So they're both on that list. Oh, sh- yeah. so I got to watch that. I got to watch it. Yeah. I'm stuck. Um, <laughs> no more excuses <laughs> for me. But it's, the, a, it's a great movie. Well, I think that the little tiny take for this one is just how Steve Carell hates the title. Really? Yeah, he hates it. Why? Why does he hate it so he much? He thinks it's so like stupid, like crazy like stupid dumb, love. Like it's just a dumbass title. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I mean, I, I, I don't agree. Like, I don't agree that it's a bad title, but I guess there could be better ones. Well, apparently, like I think if I remember correctly, they had like this whole like, uh, like they had like a little competition to name the movie. Oh, because, sure. During when they were filming the movie, because they didn't actually have a title for it. It was just like a work in progress thing. Yeah. Huh. So. And they settle on that, and he's like, wow. I don't like that. Whoever came up with that title is definitely not friends with Steve Carell <laughs> anymore, if they were. Bummer. Yeah, I can't retitle. I, You know, I'm bad at titling things as it is, so I can't. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Crazy Stupid Love, great movie. Um, oh, any other? Uh, the other scene that just popped in my head for this movie is, like, there when Steve Carell and, like, uh, Julianne Moore's character split, mm-hmm. um, we have uh, John Carroll Lynch's character, Bernie, his, like, best friend. Okay. Um, meet him at a, at the bar, and like I think he brings him something. I forget what he brings him, but he's just like so. Um, yeah, my my wife says that we're uh, siding with yeah. with your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like his best friend just being like, sorry so guy, I, I can't, can't be with you. <laughs> can't hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, that is, I totally remember that. That's super funny. And speaking of John Carroll Lynch, he is really he is like an un, unsung gem. Oh, yeah. Honestly, he, he's he, definitely a good, like, small supporting character in a lot of things. He really is, yeah. and namely from Fargo, he's mm. so great as Norm yeah. in Fargo. He's he's hilarious. So, wow, nice, nice job bringing him up. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah, there's a lot of good, lot of good funny parts in that movie for sure. So um, you all need to watch this movie, is what we're saying. If you yeah. have not seen this movie, go watch it. It is a staple of rom com movies. Let's, to let's it. put it that way. Yes, it is. Seventy nine percent certified fresh mm-hmm. on RT. But you know what? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? I mean, obviously, you know us by now. We <laughs> we don't care about that rating. No, we just write thing, you know, the old final take stamp of approval on mm-hmm. here. Uh, yeah, so that was our final take. But you can always send us your final take through social media at Final Take Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, or you can email us. We're finaltakepod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Send us any of your thoughts. Uh, yeah. You know, tell us, tell us some of your favorite rom-coms. Tell us what you think defines a rom-com love to know mm. subscribe and listen on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts helps us become more discoverable and uh, make sure it's five stars or else or else <laughs> next week on the show we've got another director of the month it's mm. gonna be a new month it's gosh it's gonna be march yeah holy cannoli next week on the show uh we are talking about the legendary david fincher we are and we're having Matt Scott back on the show. Matt Scott. Matt Scott coming back on the show and f- here to known as the Finch Boys <laughs> when we get together to talk David Fincher. Um, so I'm very, very excited. And it's, for me, a great excuse to go watch Social Network. Social Network again, because <laughs> that's such a great movie. And like in Seven and, gosh, Panic Room. So many bangers. I, there's only a couple of movies that I have not seen from him. I think like, uh, the old Finch man. Yep. Is that, uh, can I, can I start making nicknames for directors? I did that with John Favreau and I feel like that was okay. (laughs) And I literally just typed in Finch man to IMDB. So it's official has to be known as David as, as the Finch man, David, the Finch man, Fincher. Oh, this makes you have to watch, uh, Mank. Yes. You've been wanting to watch that movie. I have been wanting to watch Mank and I haven't gotten to it. So great excuse Mm -hmm. to watch Mank. Uh, same with Zodiac. Haven't seen Zodiac yet, and I know it's just like, oof, people are loving it. Yeah, I haven't seen Gone Girl, uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay. Uh, Mank, and uh, The Curious Case of Bun- Benjamin Button. Me neither. So, I think we're going to have some movie nights coming up, guy. But I've hey, seen a, a lot of the other ones. Fight Club, though, we get to talk about one of your favorite movies. Seven, The Game, just lots of good stuff. And Alien 3 gives me an excuse to dive further into the Alien franchise. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I has to be done. Has to be done. There is there is no director that we've talked about yet where I've seen all of their works. I want it to be David Fincher. Gotta go hard. Gotta go hard. I'm gonna really try. I'm gonna start tonight. So I'm buying myself like a week. So we'll see. But I gotta go hard. 
Anyway, be talking, go home. Yeah, talking to David Fincher next week on the podcast with Matt Scott. Very excited for it. So be sure to tune in. Uh, yeah, follow us on social. Leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Be sure to stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Go watch some movies. Ciao. Bye. Bye.